0: FCS football podcast
1: with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer.
0: You're tuned in to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe De Leon, joined by my former teammate. Sean Anderson, we are your go-to source for FCS football analysis and breakdowns, giving you the perspective of two former, recently completed URI football players, Uh, we played four years, have that different perspective of players. This show today is continuing to follow along with the path of last week's episodes. It's really just going to be an update on what's shutting down, what teams are shutting down providing speculation on who might be next how things might work out if there are positive bright signs in with what's going on right now but but if you haven't listened to last week week's episode we f- fully encourage you to do so where we talked about the CAA shutting down spoke to craig haley spoke to ca commissioner joe d'antonio as well as ivory Frimpong uh, ivory frimpong uri wide receiver Sean, before we get into the uh, more somber discussion, how are you doing today?
1: I, you, you know what you did before the show, and I told you how that was going to affect my attitude on the show today. Uh, um, oh, I didn't watch
0: a movie. So, asked you to watch. Oh, I need you to watch the movie.
1: Oh, I'm That's sorry. All.
0: I'm more busy than yeah. you. Oh, oh, oh Now you give me that. You're look. more busy <laughs> than I am. Yes, you're not. Yes, I have more. I, I have more things. Uh, more projects to work on a daily basis,
1: yes. I have more work to work on. Yeah, because,
0: okay, you have a job, I get that,
1: and... I also have a tree removal job that I'm doing in the mornings. Mm-hmm. That doesn't require much.
0: One <laughs> big ass just pulls him out I of the did. ground.
1: Folks, folks, <laughs> I need you to understand who the players are on this show. Sean Anderson values and understands the difficulties of, of hard manual labor. Hard manual labor. Uh-huh. I know a majority of our listeners do too. Joseph DeLeon basically just called that a cakewalk.
0: <laughs> what is wrong? I've with removed you? trees before. That, don't act like you, you you know you're on. You've removed some saplings. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry that you're the town ogre and they have to call on you to. <laughs> <laughs> to you even told me this that whenever something I, manual it, yeah. needs to be done, like oh look how big Sean is, look how big he is now let's ask him to move things and remove things for us.
1: that's that's fine. but before <laughs> uh, I realized that he didn't watch the movie I, I I was going to say that the uh, the theme of this show was going to be patience, which our close personal friend Craig Haley has been uh, talking about a lot today on Twitter res- uh, referring to the mm-hmm. Missouri Valley Football conference and their upcoming plans uh, for this season they said they are going to be taking a patient stance into deciding what is best for the conference and the players and the games and the coaches and the sport itself. So Craig again you've been killing it. Mm. You killed it on this show. Uh and I'm just going to I just want to start by all you know getting his comments out there.
0: Yeah, right? so I think he's a and, smart guy. If you don't follow Craig Haley, you need to go follow him. He is the best up-to-date source. Also Brian, uh, Brian Macda what, what's oh, I always miss up his last name. Bmac um, of Ryan McLaughlin. Brian McLaughlin. Oh my God! I, I just had a blank there. Um, so
1: you've had Frimperg and McLaugh.
0: I don't even know if I should edit that out or not. I it's a it's a long day. I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a reset right now of not consuming caffeine because I went down a very slippery path of taking way
1: too much of it. So I'm a little. In the afternoon. You, um, what? How much you? I have oh, I didn't know that. Give me some details.
0: Today is the first day. I am not making oh. it very far in the day. I was productive this, this morning. Four o'clock in the afternoon is not going to be a productive time for me.
1: Okay, so this was nothing in the morning to wake up, no coffee, no. No, uh, and I didn't no I didn't
0: consume any melatonin to help me fall asleep. I'm gonna see oh. how far this takes me because it was negatively impacting. Uh, my mental state i was very anxious for like a whole month and a half and it was very unhealthy and i couldn't figure out why
1: so you're going all natural here
0: yeah i'm following the uh, Sean anderson wake up eat an apple philosophy
1: so i um <laughs> i did notice that you progressively throughout this um i guess since i left uh, since the last time i seen you you used to be on i'm in bed by 9 i'm asleep by 10 and then it's progressively gotten if i text you at midnight or 12:30 I'm going to get a response.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm working much longer these days. I, I managed to finish schoolwork, and now I have picked up more things and still not getting paid an ounce more than I was previously. Uh, I don't mean to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but folks, follow Craig Haley, Brian McLaughlin uh, on Twitter, they are the best source right now for keeping up to date with, with everything that's going on. They are the only real big beat writers for FCS, besides maybe some of the, the team-specific ones. Um, but They're th- tuned in. Yeah. They are tuned yes. in. They have all we the like sources. To say we're, yeah.
1: and we like to say that we're tuned in. They are.
0: Yes, and they, they've provided us with updates. There's a reason why we had Craig on. Uh, we get most of our information, like we said, we've said before, from them. And Sean alluded to the Missouri Valley Football Conference statement. The gist of it was that they are currently just monitoring national developments, waiting to see what is going to happen. They don't want to rush a decision here. They don't want to commit to saying, we're going to play, and then three weeks from now, four weeks from now, at the very end of training camp, things could be bad situationally for a couple teams in conference. And they might have to shut down. You don't want to make that commitment, but you can still say teams are allowed to practice. I know that the teams that have already shut down will start practicing as soon as classes resume and kids are allowed back on campus. It'll be a spring ball type thing. But the deal right now with the Missouri Valley Football Conference, as well as a couple other conferences saying we're waiting to see Pioneer League being one of them, the Ohio Valley Football Conference says they're optimistic, but they're also waiting to see. So, Sean, this is the same thing that we've constantly been discussing here is how soon and possibly how likely does the hammer possibly come down? I I think that the better question here to ask the more optimistic one is how can things work smoothly so that we can get some teams playing?
1: I'll tell you right now, uh, if I had three months of spring ball in the fall, like I'm imagining it as. I, I would drop the hammer down on myself and maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe literally drop a hammer onto my foot and see if I Ugh. can get one of the, the little bones to, to break. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah,
0: three months of, of spring ball.
1: <laughs> that would be uh, absolutely miserable. I don't care how much you love the sport. That is no fun Um, (laughs) because there's no goal with
0: spring ball it's just we're knocking the crap out of each other every day we're
1: going to get you in shape we're going to try to get your football knowledge back up a little bit maybe you'll remember some plays when you come back all of that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) board drill every day basically and board drill every day uh, doesn't result to a lot of happy campers Uh, your question to staying pessimistic for this um, optimistic optimistic pardon me Uh, let's
0: be optimistic here
1: optimistic okay Um, the best way I can look at it is teams that have a small student population in a smaller town and or city. Um, they might have a better shot if I'm just going through my mental ratio of, of people per square miles, and then that becoming risk management with a team and their focus. Sure. I get it. Why, um, you or I, at least now, if they were to be a, um, If they were going to go into the uh, fall, then we have to understand the circumstances of them having 20,000 people within a 10 mile radius and in Rhode Island, Uh, obviously Kingston, Rhode Island, not a big city, not nationally recognized. Uh, But if you have such a dense population in such a small area, my mental math goes to that might not fare well, but uh, not taking a shot here. If you're going out to the Midwest where it is less people in a more spread out area that is less city-like and more rural, you might have a better shot because I, it's just, it seems to be very simple speculation, but if I were going to go in a risk management standpoint, uh, they would fare better given the less amount of people mm-hmm. in, in, I guess, North Dakota or South Dakota or Wyoming or Montana.
0: Yeah. And one thing that worries me at the moment, Sean, is the, mo- the news that broke this morning about the MLB and the Marlins players that were, I think it was 14 players and team or 14 team yeah. personnel that were diagnosed with it. What worries me is not that there was already an outbreak after three games. What worries me is the clear indication of if one guy gets it in baseball of all sports, which is very spread out and they have big locker rooms. There's not that many guys in there. If it spread that quickly for baseball, I'm a little worried now that if you're not inside of a bubble like the NBA and the NHL are doing it, how how much can you really trust that you'll be completely scot free of dealing with anything like this? It's very problematic of having to deal with teams facing off with one another in vastly different locations. Say you have a, a team that's still on the schedule that hasn't canceled a game where, One's playing in the Midwest, one's playing on the East Coast. If you have that situation still going on, you don't know where some of those guys are coming from. They're coming from completely different areas. I, you know, it worries me that all it takes is one interaction, and both teams have to shut down for two weeks. How do you count those games? You know, it's just a lot of moving pieces. To 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 feel comfortable with all this stuff going on, I think that's a a big big piece
1: of it. I mean the yeah. It, it. It couldn't have happened. I can't imagine that that was spread around in the field, like if it were no. a first baseman throwing warm ups. It just happened in the locker room, which is the. Uh, I'm not fear mongering, but that's the scariest part because it is one of these smaller unit team sports. It holds 25 people on the active roster. I think about four coaches, uh, excluding the manager, and then uh, some team personnel, Bat Boys. If they even have Bat Boys, I doubt they do right now. That situation seems to be when i was heading into it i thought baseball they could probably get it done you know they're all so far apart all the time Uh, but the locker room i I don't know i don't know what they what happened in miami i don't know why but it it was just such a a a a a gut punch to see that the whole uh, that many people got it that quickly and it's not that many people got it and and are hospitalized at the moment, but it's that many people have it. So we can see the immediate impact of the spread.
0: Yeah. And I think that has to be considered now that we have, we have an example, we have something to point to and say, well, if we do this, this could happen. We we need to analyze that. The other leagues need that information. The MLB needs to analyze it and share that information of what exactly went down moment for moment, because whatever happened, Needs to be uh, there, needs to be a plan put in place so it is not replicated, whatever it was. Something needs to be established. There has to be more than just a, a precaution of saying, Hey, guys, you got to socially distance, don't go out and do stuff. There needs to be a lot deeper for these FCS conferences, the ones that are trying to play, and the FBS conferences. There needs to be a, an effort made to keep players away from risky areas, which is bars which is dining halls, possibly, in, in, in very packed hours. Um, even in... in uh, you can make arguments of, of study areas or just interacting with other students. You can't, you can't expect certain guys not to interact with other students that aren't athletes. If a player We're has... Not a,
1: all Joe DeLeon. Okay, thanks. I was just you know. going to say,
0: though, that like if a, if a guy on a team has a girlfriend that is, <laughs> is attending the school... That is another added piece. So if if she gets sick, she could potentially get the whole team sick.
1: How would that fare for you uh, if you had to tell your girlfriend, "Hey, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to have some limited hours with you in this week." Uh, I te- well, well, uh, How would that go? I down? try
0: to tell her that from time to time when I'm busy, and it usually doesn't fare very well. She usually says, "Oh, that's okay," but she still will try to you know find her way to interacting with
1: me. Hold on. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> as soon as you said the girlfriend part, I just thought, how would she,
0: well, <laughs> how you, would Joe you, go you know about the this? amount of times that I'd be like, I'd tell her like, Hey, I'm really swamped right now. And she would just show up to surprise me. And it's like, okay, that's all fun and all, but I, I need to get stuff done. You're going to be sitting here for an hour to two hours. <laughs>
1: I remember you were genuinely swamped too sometimes. Yes. Like I get it if you just wanted like an hour to breathe and play Madden, but for the majority of the time you were genuinely yeah. swamped. Yeah.
0: But we have to that is another thing that comes into play here is players no, it's real. trying it's real. to not interact with students. There has to be something done if you want to make this work. There is technically a, a better bubble than there is for professional leagues because you have with the MLB and the NFL, guys going home to their families, right? Guys going home to possible roommates that might not be uh, athletes. Yes. that You know, that that's the, those are in, also in cities. But a team like North Dakota State or South Dakota State or Montana aren't going to be in as populated areas. They're already on a campus separated from things. You need to find a way to limit their interactions with people, limit them from leaving campus, limit them from interacting with other students unless they're wearing a mask, And um, they're uh, practicing social distancing. There has to be something done and there's no time to do it.
1: That's like, uh, that is a task as difficult as there comes. Because we know how unruly uh, people from the ages of 18 to 22 can be. Especially when they're first given a sliver of freedom of going to college and be able to make their own choices and decisions, and they have that separation from the from the home, uh, you know, dudes and, and want to do what they want, mm-hmm. and not much stops them. No, uh, because how it's not like we could have had it. You know, you do the bed checks, but is Coach Flanagan sitting outside my bed the whole night to see if I stay in there and don't go up and get a calzone? No, no, guys
0: snuck no. out all the time
1: it's on you it it's on it's on you and you I know, did it's on I mean, you we, to make those decisions we all did it
0: we would we would all bend the rules one way or another,
1: some of us it would just be going into the gym to snap and then you get yelled at by your, your yeah. trainer, you know others would uh, head strength coach <laughs> go to go to Providence or Popeyes, you know one of the two with the uh with a with a group,
0: <laughs> yeah, which one's more incriminating,
1: <laughs> yeah uh, which one's which one's which
0: <laughs> the other recent updates is the Pioneer League has said that they will not play non-conference games. So it's it's strictly going to be Pioneer League and the season won't start until the 26th. So opposite of what some of the philosophies are at different levels, it is now let's buy ourselves some time to make an educated decision here. More and more conferences, I think, are going to be doing this. They're going to be pushing to a end of September, October start and hoping that the circumstances improve based on what's going on, right? that That's that's what they're trying to do here. Besides the Pioneer League, we've also had the Big South, Hampton, Monmouth, declare that they will not play um, in the fall. So the Big South is playing, but those two teams have said that they will not play. Those are two pretty key cogs in the Big South here.
1: Hmm. You got away with one Kennesaw. You didn't have to play Monmouth, who was looking pretty strong this year. Yeah, and that's just You're welcome, <laughs> it's Nick a levity, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, we definitely were looking forward to seeing Monmouth play this fall and definitely looking forward to seeing Hampton play this fall. But we say this as if there aren't already plans in, in place to go in the spring. Um, uh, that's sticky to even say we're looking forward to seeing them play in the spring after saying we've been looking forward to seeing them play in early March, you know, so uh, right now it's just unfortunate. It's hard to say, oh well, they'll be back because we really don't know if they'll be back because we said, oh, baseball's back, and now baseball might not be back. So uh, Hampton and Monmouth are definitely a-, a loss. It's not as as big as a um, as a full conference domino, but you have two teams in conference. It's it's nerve wracking to think that. Uh, the Big South isn't sitting here thinking, oh, what what, what are we doing? What are we going to do? Uh, because there's two, and then someone else might follow suit, and then we have the Big South. And then I really do think we're one or two conferences away from it being all closed. But that is um, – that's just mm-hmm. no fun to discuss.
0: Yeah, and with, the, with them, I think that some of it might have been that they are the – not the furthest, but some of the farther teams in terms of relation to those that play in the conference. Hampton being in Virginia, that one's not that far, but Monmouth has always been that one perplexing team that is well outside of the sphere of location for facing off with with other teams. There's also currently travel restrictions from New Jersey to other states, so that's a, a possible piece to it as well, that they don't even know if they can work with the current parameters Sean the last thing I, I wanted to just discuss here and it, it's something that occurred to me when I was traveling this weekend and I was in yep. Wisconsin which is part of the uh, Midwest or, or not Midwest but it's Midwest. It, 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 it's it's on the way over there it's more of the eastern side but it's it's on the way there's no this,
1: there's no Mideast no
0: it's Ohio it's Wisconsin Minnesota North Dakota as you start to travel your way more over and I came to somewhat of a not a realization, but a a query, a, a possible situation that could work out.
1: I'd call it a quagmire,
0: a quagmire. good, good, good word. I was talking with a former Division three snapper and he's helping out the coaching staff at Wisconsin Oshkosh and he was we were having this discussion because he's interested in in sports media. We're ta- just talking about what's going on and he brought up a good point that his conference, at the Division Three level, will have no issues with dealing with all these moving pieces of playing their schedule because they don't play anybody outside of Wisconsin. Now, the issue of playing in the playoffs is a completely different issue. Uh, It's another step. But their their in-conference schedule is perfectly capable of being played because they're staying in the same state. And it made me consider... Some of these teams and conferences like the Missouri Valley Football Conference, the Big Sky, that are out in more spread out states that are playing teams that are of relative similar location, have an advantage. They could be somewhat protected from closure and shutdown. They're not going to be able to play a ton of games. But there's a lot less surrounding issues with these schools then there are teams on the East Coast, teams all over on the West Coast. Like If you think about it, University of Rhode Island wasn't even in a city, but we were 30 minutes from Providence. That's That could be a hive mind for cases. So these big Midwestern states, I think, have somewhat of an advantage.
1: It's hard to call anything in this situation an advantage, but um, you're right. Uh, if you are in a... Um, if you have the option to play all in one state, even though I, I don't, I don't particularly understand, and uh, the, the the issues with travel. As long as everybody is together, uh, so I don't know how much the state boundaries really matter. I think city boundaries matter a lot more than state boundaries because if you look at it, we're just all in a contiguous group of land. That's what we are on. On the continent, if you want to label it down into a country borders, fine, so be it. I get that. But if you're looking at the possible areas for where this stuff is going to flare up, I don't know if we should be regulating state borders, but rather city borders and, and stuff of that nature. Uh Places where uh, the most people are congregating. Now, I get it. If the Carrier Dome can't seat uh, 15,000 this year, like they obviously do, or they always do. Knock it down a third. Have five people, in, five thousand people in there, or just have five people in there. If you're really that dedicated to, to playing football, have five five fans in. Whatever, let them pay fifteen thousand dollars each. Doesn't matter. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll completely but. fix the the revenue gap. <laughs> Charge two million dollars for uh, someone to sit in section uh, three fourteen.
1: <laughs> How much would you if you were? Um, I don't know, a 55-year-old millionaire, how much do you think you you would throw to play a snap in the game in the Carrier Dome on North Dakota State?
0: I, I don't know. What
1: I bet you could make an offer. I don't know about that. Regardless, I'm getting off track. Yes. <laughs> My throwaway comment aside, if we if we're dealing with the travel, um I don't think that's as high a priority as the population in in hotspot areas. Hotspot areas? I'm going to let the CDC or uh, locals or, or city governments or state governments determine uh, the population per mile ratio that is uh, that that can uh, determine a hotspot. But if not, if if it's not um, a hotspot, then then play. But also, uh, play somewhere that doesn't have a hotspot area. The Toronto Blue Jays can't even play in their home stadium. So they're playing away games all season because Canada doesn't want any business with them. Mm -hmm. A a professional baseball team is doing that. They can't play at home, and they get tested all the time. So why couldn't? Why couldn't it happen if someone were to say Kingston, the Kingston campus campus in Rhode Island uh, is a hotspot? Why couldn't we play UNH or Villanova at, at Narragansett High School? Good Why isn't that a, a, an, an option being explored? Why don't both teams take a forty-minute bus trip out to a high school in in cow country? Uh, meet meet
0: halfway. Are, you can meet halfway. Meet halfway. Yeah, that's not uh, a bad idea. You might have solved something here.
1: I didn't solve anything because the boy <laughs> uh, 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 the. The situational awareness of of reading what other sports are doing, they don't align up because I don't know how easily, um, because baseball locker rooms can fit everywhere. Uh, They just can. High school football locker rooms probably can't fit an entire college football team or the stuff that they need. I don't know. We could do it, do it up where everything is done on the field and there's no locker rooms and you just shower afterwards or you use a hose afterwards and do that. I don't know. Uh, but you just had me babbling on. I don't get the travel stuff. I don't okay. get the issues with travel.
0: It's it's fair. It's fair to not really go neutral. Understand that um, that issue. It, it doesn't. It just it just seems like it's just uh, an added w- worry to the table of all this just to kind of close out this show. Like we said, last show we're reluctant at the moment to continue doing our positional previews because at the moment everything could get shut down. So we could end up previewing a whole group of players that don't end up playing. And we would rather, if that happens, spend the time leading up to a spring season talking about those players instead of doing it four months apart and having to completely redo it. So we're going to continue to see how things are going. The goal with these episodes is to provide updates, provide our thoughts on how we think things went. We'll have an additional interview here or there, not twice a week like we've been doing, but it is mainly just a monitoring of the situation. And once we know who's playing, then we can provide, all right, these are the important guys to know, all that. But just to we're doing our own contingency plan here as the conferences are doing their contingency plans and mapping this out. We're doing the same thing, right? Yes. Well, that's, uh, that's all we got for today's show. Sean, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um, yesterday I was cutting audio and John Sterling, the Yankees announcer, you know what he said after Luke Voigt's home run? I almost flipped the table. I almost had to take a break. He has the
0: best home run calls out of any. He said
1: that Voigt is a
0: droit. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: his home run call. If point. any of our listeners, if any of our listeners can explain to me what a droit is, I, please do. I believe it's spelled D-R-O-I-T.
0: Have uh, a droit. have, have you heard the, the call that he does a right or do is what a, a droit is. Have you heard the call that he he did for uh Talkman?
1: The Sockman, yeah yes. he almost uh, it, it, um, uh, he made Sterling you think he's I'm just saying, it? he almost made me uh, have a have a have a fit of rage.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what? I, I texted Gresh that, and then he uh, he just responded, "Love it."
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that that uh, very positive yeah,
1: uh, so final note. I, I'm out on Sterling this week. Okay, give him another week.
0: Uh, well, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Additionally, follow Believe Podcasts at the LAV Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Go to their website, believe.com, to find our show as well as hundreds of other shows. Additionally, my other show that I do covering the NFL draft. Uh, also, rate and subscribe. What, what do you got to say? I'm going to get another show. I'm
1: not going to let you beat me, I believe. Get I'm a, getting another I'll get a third one then. I, 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 I will take over.
0: I got more Nobody. pull than you do. <laughs> oh, I beg <take> to differ. <laughs> All right, well, folks, we're going to update you again next week. Stick around for that.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.